Hello and welcome to Dateline New Haven. I'm your host, Paul Bass, inviting you to look behind the headlines on the stories that make our community tick. It's Thursday, that means it's headlines and baselines. We get the latest headlines from the New Haven Independent, talk about them a little bit, then play some music inspired by the headlines to kind of elevate us to a higher plane. Two headlines this week got a lot of people upset because the reality is upsetting. In the New Haven Independent, I'm going to read them both right now. Mayor pressed an Israel-Palestine clash. That was the first headline. Second headline. Hopkins suspends Palestine protester's spouse. So at the Independent, we wrote those headlines. We wrote and edited and discussed articles about what happened when, as happens so often, people got in arguments about the war in Gaza, the terrible, terrible war there, that as people on all sides so upset, feeling scared, feeling angry, feeling like they could do something, feeling like they need to confront people, which happened on a street in Upper Westville called Nowood Drive. Very complicated about what happened. And at the Independent, we tried to t- tell the story the way we thought it really happened. We tried to, we waited, decide whether to run it. Then it got told a certain way in the national media that we felt wasn't accurate. So we tried to write very carefully what happened when a woman went on her in her neighborhood on a one-person march with a bullhorn calling for a ceasefire. When a Jewish man with a I Stand With Israel sign of his house ran out and confronted her and then her husband and yelled on the Nancy stuff. Put a video up that claimed some false stuff which then caught attention to the woman's Facebook page she works for city government and there was some anti-semitic stuff there everyone got upset everyone was telling different stories we thought we were careful to try to talk about what happened and what didn't happen there was no mob of people targeting a house a Jewish house but everyone who read the story seemed to read it differently no matter how hard we tried in the media we don't have to tell every story Sometimes we feel we have responsibility in cases like this when people are asking us, hey, what happened? This is having an impact on our city, on our state. We want to try to understand it. We work hard to try to tell it accurately, and sometimes we can't control even then how it's told. I guess we all got to keep trying to do our best, not just in journalism, but in trying to absorb what's happening in our world and try to figure out How do we play a constructive role in that in dealing with those issues? So I just have one editorial comment, but I think it help on all sides is that we borrow a page from one of Joy Lodekin's terrific songs and give everybody a little mercy. Mercy, mercy, I need a little 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 mercy
I don't wanna talk to God. I just wanna smoke weed. Mercy, mercy. Devil's not in the details. He's on the front page. We've been selling toes for some retail, maxing our minimum wage. And I keep trying to take my money to the grave. Somebody's gonna make my money someday. I need a little mercy. our sins before we ever really understood what that is honestly i wonder if we ever will i seen kobe go so unexpected wonder where his riches would have went if he ain't have a will yeah look moral of the story we ain't kids no more yeah moral of the story you can't take it with you yeah moral of the story everybody needs something or somebody everybody needs a little mercy by Joy Lotacoon here on Dateline Headlines and Baselines on Dateline New Haven. A lot of lines there. WNHHFM 103.5 live streamed at newhavenindependent.org WNHH.org Here's another headline from the Independent. I found this very interesting this week. Housing Authority branches out to Brantford. So what that was about was New Haven's Housing Authority which owns, manages, low-income housing, subsidized housing, and also processes federal vouchers for people to use private landlords for low-income housing. They're, they're run by a woman named Karen Bois walton who's had a statewide role advocating for the suburbs to also have affordable housing. And they're always fought. So while they try to change the law, she and the housing authority, which she runs in New Haven, entered into contract with people in Brantford to take some people off of our wait list because it could take years to find a subsidized apartment in New Haven and go to a rebuilt development there called Parkside Village. Of course, Branch is freaking out because they're scared of New Haven, scared of people who aren't like them, the way they kind of see themselves in their illusion of suburban safety. 
and they're freaking out about it, but it's happening. And one thing that was interesting to me in Laura Gillespie's story, only a little more than 3% of all the housing in Brantford, Brantford isn't just all rich people or anything, but only something like 3% is considered affordable for the kind of people who live in this housing. In New Haven, it's 10 times as much. That's percentage. Total amount, because in a bigger city, is 40%. I think that's something to think about when you think about how real and how artificial are the borders that divide New Haven from its suburbs? How are these artificial and real borders set up to keep people apart and make it harder for us to be one community that addresses our challenges together and lives together? Aletha Franklin sang about borders when she covered Elton John's border song. And here's how it went. Looks like the CD is not catching. Let's try it one more time. That's a shame because it is a good version of that song. Holy Moses, I have been Okay, I guess we'll have to hold off on Aretha Franklin's single border song. My, my apologies for that here on Datelines in the Haven. Well, here's another song by... Uh, Another uh, story written by Laura Glesby this week called, well, before we get to that, let's get to the library Fets Fat Tuesday. Fets Fat Tuesday. Mardi Gras, every year in New Haven, what it means is the public library has a big party. I've never been, to be honest, but seen the pictures, and they're great ones this week by Chris Volpe, where people get really dressed up, and they have a lot of fun, and they act silly, and, and they raise money for a good cause for the public library, which is such a great for role in our city and you think about how uh, people have gone online to read more people thought libraries were on the way out do you know that new haven's library is going stronger than ever more people never using it they have incorporated of course ebooks and um they've used electronics to have you order books online when i get my hardcover books i sometimes renew them online you can pre-order them P pretty great deal and um so they had a, a great time they raised fifty thousand dollars this year 200 people came out on a cold February night. So in their honor, we'll have the we'll celebrate Mardi Gras with the Neville brothers and Mardi Gras Mambo. <laughs> Down in New Orleans where the blues were born It takes a cool cat to blow a horn On LaSalle and Rampart Street The combos play with the mambo beat The Mardi Gras mambo, mambo, mambo Mardi Gras mambo, mambo, mambo Mardi Gras mambo Down in New Orleans In great town where the cats saw me the mighty ground mambo with the beat Shout and cheer for the Zulu king And truck on down with the mambo swing The mighty ground mambo, mambo, mambo Mighty ground mambo, mambo, mambo Mighty ground mambo Down in New Thank you. 
It takes a cool cat to blow a horn On the side and rampart street The combos play with a mambo beat The mighty ground mambo, mambo, mambo Mighty ground mambo, mambo, mambo Mighty ground mambo Mardi Gras Mambo with the Neville Brothers. They had the Mardi Gras Mambo going. Mardi, <laughs> Mardi Gras Mambo going at the New Haven Free Public Library in Elm Street this week. $50,000 raised for one of New Haven's great enduring institutions. You're joining Headlines and Baselines, WNHHFM. Here's another headline this week from the New Haven Independent. Tenants to fair rent, colon. Here are cases. The tenants came from a the, uh, apartment complex in the East Shore called Sunset Ridge Apartments. It's Fairhaven Heights. And they were going to the Fair Rent Commission saying, we have a complaint. This is one of these kind of equity funds bought from out of town, out of state, bought up their place. And you'll never guess what happened when they did. Rents went up 45%. 27 eviction cases have been issued in an apartment complex of 312 apartments. Some of those apartments, all of them get subs. The tenants get subsidies from a federal program because they're lower income. Because of that, the Fair Rent Commission said we can't help you. So the tenants who are probably most in need and most vulnerable to predatory landlords, if they get federal subsidies that enrich those landlords and often, without really requiring them to use the money right, rather than just pocket it, take it out of state. Because of what they say is a quirk in the law of the city, they can't hear that because, like, for instance, Section 8 complaints don't get brought before the Frank Commission because they kind of set a percentage of the rent that the tenant pays. The tenants aren't so sure. Laura Glesby interviewed some people who have different views on this, so it looks like a little law is going to be made that the Sunset Ridge tenants' work can end up helping not just Sunset Ridge, but someone else. And that's why Laura suggested we listen to Jack Johnson's song, Sunsets, for someone else. I know I've seen your face somewhere Selling something, some big idea I know I've seen that vacant stare Selling sunsets for somebody else You find yourself asking yourself What is any of it worth? You find yourself looking up at night From the bottom of the earth Can this world not afford to sleep anymore? And oh, did your sheep stop jumping to grow out their teeth? Did they need a little something more than this? The taste of trouble on your lips is 
Now they're biting at your thoughts You tell yourself just to turn away But you know you've already lost The smell of rain when it's on the wind Can never be paid in full You try in vain to account for this mess And everything that you stole Can this world not afford to sleep anymore? No. Did your sheep stop jumping to grow out their teeth? Did they need a little something more? And this is now the biting at your feet. They got you running from this place. Now they're breathing down your neck Your eyes look lonely in your face See you looking just out of frame What is it pulling you there? Cause things can never stay the same So what is keeping you here? Can this world not afford to sleep anymore? And oh, did your sheep stop jumping to grow out their teeth and need a little something now? Every time you think, well, they'll be biting at your thoughts. And every time you blink, well, you'll be so damn far, but you are more. Jack Johnson, and where he saw it was Sunset for Somebody Else. I'm, it wasn't singing about Sunset Ridge Apartments, but he could have been. It's ever the president trying to set for tenants' rights in New Haven. Headlines and baselines, WNHHFM. Here's another headline from The Independent this week. Teen pleads guilty in Exit 8 gang violence case. Exit 8 is an exit off. I-91, Middletown Avenue. There's been a gang there for years that calls itself the X-8 Gang. Very active on Facebook and very active IRL in real life. They shoot a lot of people. One of those federal, state, local task forces, the cops and the Fed agencies, put together a big case and arrested nine of the folks there. They charged them with committing at least three murders, 15 attempted murders. Selling large amounts of fentanyl, cocaine, those kind of drugs, and, and selling guns, legal guns. Some of the cases, so there was a guilty plea today. They were going through these people one by one. And one of the individuals who was connected to several of the shootings uh, pleaded guilty. So he's, gonna, he's 19 years old. He's going to face up to 20 years. Some of those cases, you know, we read about crimes that happen in passing. Some of them get more attention than others. They kind of freak people out. Then we go back in our lives a little more calloused in our approach to how to live everyday life. But we kind of forget it. And they say, oh, yeah, remember that? Like, remember there was a woman named Sierra Jones? She was just 22. She was hanging out on Truman Street in July in 2021 with a whole bunch of friends. Someone came up, fired at least 15 bullets at her and killed her. And then everyone said about that. They planted something in her honor in a community garden. 
And then when this arrest happens a couple of years later, you find out that's why she was killed because Exit 8 was mad that she had made, quote, diss tracks, disrespect tracks, just rapping on online. So they came and shot her. In other cases, they had um, gang beefs. Other gangs in town, they were shooting back and forth, killing. Another case was really freaked out, people understandably, in April 2022, the Dr. Reginald Mayo Early Childhood School on Goff Street. Kids were letting out, the parents were letting out, they're getting on the bus. And two cars go by and people shooting each other. Fired at least 15 bullets, they were all over the place. People ran back inside. Turns out the, these guys. Obviously, there are deeper issues about how we address gun violence. I'm not saying... I or anyone else knows the one answer, but it's scary stuff. And it turns parts of our city at times, not our whole city, not anywhere all the time. But let's be honest about what happens to our city at times. It becomes, as Howling Wolf called it, a killing floor. Floor from Howlin' Wolf, WNHHFM. Doing headlines and baselines. Here's a headline: Arvinus 
moves ahead with two new drugs. What's Arvinus? It's one of those companies that Yale types hatch at Science Park down at the border of Dixon de Hoville, the former rifle complex, Winchester Rifle. All the empty buildings got reborn as high-tech incubator. And that company took off. They've now raised billions of dollars. They have some like 450 employees. They're all over the world. They're creating new drugs. And this week, they moved ahead in developing two drugs that could prolong and save lives. I can't pronounce this, so I'm going to try. Vepdigestrin. That's a drug that's a new way of addressing metastatic uh, breast cancer when it's stage four. It's gotten pretty spread. It started spread. And right now, if you don't want chemo radiation or additional to chemo radiation, they have drugs that work on these enzymes. I don't pretend to understand the whole thing, the proteins, but this drug takes it at a new level, be able to help more people and at first prolong life. They're hoping eventually cure cancer one day or, you know, put in remission. They got fast-tracked. That means the Food and Drug Administration said, this is important enough, this is going to be a big enough deal. They're actually going to answer your emails and not make you wait 20 years at every step to find out if we think the numbers you came up with are right and your studies are working and this is safe to one day bring to market. They actually, you know how you deal with bureaucracies and you try to get heard and like, you got to be moved to the top line. It doesn't mean they don't take a look at what you're doing. It means that they don't wait forever to take a look at what you're doing. They also have another... Drug is just called now ARV, like our Venice 102, which deals with Parkinson's disease and other neurodegenerative diseases, which is a big deal now because people are getting older. Uh, raising my hand here, and we start losing our memory, and then it gets kind of serious. One person I love very much is now in that area where she doesn't, not really able to say anything that's in her brain right. At times she can understand what she's hearing, and other times she doesn't know where she is or who's who. That's kind of sad when people are close to you get that way. And uh, I don't even know if she's, I don't think she's in her 80s yet, really. So it's a good thing they're doing these drugs. You know, people bring important questions up about these towers going up. Like, our Venice is going to be moving, well, adding place. They're going to stay inside Spark, but move to the 101 College Tower with three more floors. We're building 100 College, 101 College. We're building one now at the old Coliseum site. We're probably going to do another one at the old College Street uh, strip mall, the other side of Martin Luther King Boulevard. George Street went from a phone company headquarters to a thriving full biotech place, Biopharma. And what's interesting to me when I was talking to these guys this week about these new drugs is how our reality changes so often. We have aspirations of what we want to have happen in our city. Then one day you wake up and it's actually happening. It took a long time. And then a new set of questions comes up. So in the 80s, Science Park was mostly empty. The last few rifle jobs were there, and people romanticized the rifle jobs. At one point, those factories did keep 18,000 people working in the surrounding neighborhood around the clock. They were also making weapons to kill people, but okay, leave that as it may. Those jobs went away, and people just started shooting each other in that neighborhood more as there was a lot of poverty. So in the early 80s, there were some people who said, you know what? There's all this research that goes on at Yale, and some of that stuff can become companies, and the future is eds and meds, education medical and sciences in cities as part of their economy rather than manufacturing. And people said when they missed those old jobs when you didn't have to go to college and get a good job, they always think about the factories as though there was something romantic about factory work. They were, a lot of those jobs were boring, dangerous, but they had unions so they paid well. 
and you can afford to have a home and send your kids to school, college even, and retire. So it's not that we need the factory jobs back, though it's good to make things and this should be done safely. We want factories. But we want jobs that have unions so that they pay enough and they're good jobs. And we're, the hope was that if these companies hatch at Science Park, they can grow there in our city and have all sorts of jobs from the high-tech researchers to the people who work as layup assistants and they get trained for that to the people who have more menial jobs in like, you know, the cleaning the, the place, but that's important too, like custodians after hours or people working in the offices or people doing research or people doing sales. Every single level, there can be jobs. And it's not overnight where you get a order for rifles for the military like they did at Winchester so tons of people are hired. It's piece by piece, brick by brick. But slowly, for decades, that wasn't really taking. A few of the companies made it at Science Park early on, but then they went somewhere else to build, develop their products, and then actually manufacture them. San Diego, MIT. And it's really in the last 20 years, after 45 years of this experiment, or almost 45, that it's taken hold and it's going. And it's, you know, Science Park filled up, but it's not even mostly Science Park, although that's happened in big guns. But, you know, as I said, 300 George and all those towers downtown. And there are efforts, because, you know, obviously... It's not equal opportunity for everyone, especially the kind of jobs where Arvinus, for one, funds a program at CONCAT, which trains people for new careers if they don't have the skills for the new jobs that are available. And one of the fields is in the labs at these, at these places. So while there are issues to raise, we can sometimes step back and say, sometimes in our city, things happen that we didn't notice. And as Bob Dylan sang in the title song to one of my favorite albums of his, It's a New Morning. Can't you hear that rooster crowing? Rabbit running down across the road Underneath the bridge where the water flows through So happy just to see a smile Underneath the sky blue On this new
must be the day that all of my dreams come true. So happy just to be alive underneath this sky blue on this new morning. Fade out there, New Morning, Bob Dylan from the eponymous, not eponymous, the title track of his album, New Morning. I think one of the unsung great albums of his work, I think it's around 1970, and he heard of the, the, especially at the end, Al Cooper on the organ and Dave Broberg doing those tart electric guitar leads. Really, really, really nice sound. And it's a new morning here at WNHHFM with headlines and baselines. We're actually in the afternoon now. Doing headlines from New Haven Independent Stories. Little chat. And some music about where we go next. Here was a headline. Hotel might come to X Webster lot after all. I always love how, you know, you write headlines. You think they made all sorts of sense. Then when you read them coming back onto some kind of piece of paper like I'm doing now, you think, is that English? Like, what does that mean? Hotel might come to X Webster lot after all. What it means is that Webster Bank used to be at the at Orange and Elm at a parking lot. And then this Art Deco building that was wrapped around was an historic church. And it got torn down in, I think, 2019. Because a builder, Spinnaker, has been putting up housing and stuff really fast in the, around Artega. He gets the work, job done, the company. And they were going to build a hotel there, Hilton. New Haven needed hotels. Then came the pandemic. So the place was knocked down, a prime corner downtown, Orange and Elm. And then the hotel got put on hold. The hotel industry changed. So then they came back and said, we're going to do housing because housing's still going fast in New Haven. We've got a whole plan. We don't even need special permission. But a year later, they came back and said, you know what? Costs more to build housing than it used to. And New Haven has this rule now that you have to have inclusionary zoning. If you're downtown, you have to build a whole bunch of it, at least 10%, you know, affordable, meaning lower rents, which means if he's going to get money to build apartments, he's going to have to take a loss on that and charge more for the others and might not be able to raise. He says he can't raise. Uh, it's not so easy to raise the money to even build any of the apartments from lenders because these developers is not their money usually right and they uh so they said maybe we won't be able to build that housing after all but then the hotel industry came back so i was saying maybe we'll build a hotel there and but again so the hotel market's back so they can get the income they thought they couldn't get 
but it costs more, a lot more to build than it did before, partly because construction materials cost more, supply chains, delivery, all sorts of stuff. So they're not sure. So as you said, you got another 10 years, you can figure it out. That's a long time for a lot to be sitting vacant in the prime part of town. And when I go by it every day, I think it looks like an apocalyptic landscape. I feel both 1950s old, kind of in the middle of nowhere, maybe with some gas pumps there. And that now, after the pandemic, I'd look at it and say, this is like the pandemic landscape. It's right in the middle of commerce and government and church, everything downtown. And it's just this like, and it's all car, it's all chopped up. So it's, it's not just some flat lot. It's got a fence that isn't, you know, you could peer through it pretty easily. And it's weird condition. It's all chopped up a lot. It looks like you're in the middle of nowhere. And I just keep thinking of gas pumps and apocalypse. I know, it makes me a little weird. There's a band I can't stop listening to these days. My coworker introduced me to called Wednesday. And what they had the same thing about, they, had, they talk about going on a road trip and it was kind of apocalyptic feeling of all this crazy stuff. Or not, stuff that doesn't look crazy until you look at it. What's knocked down and what's not there and what are people acting like and looking at at the Starbucks, at the rest stop. And they talk about the gas pumps and the TVs and the gas pumps, which the singer Carly who's a um, singer and songwriter there was kind of the image that stuck with her was the TV that blares from the gas pump and I've had that same feeling ever since those TVs I thought it was the oddest thing when you go to get gas and there's this little TV screen talking at you selling something pretending to be news and when you're in some it's at night or you're in the off the beaten track or you're in some apocalyptic lot of gas station and this kind of voice and image from nowhere is staring and talking to the gas pump just leave it like that see what wednesday had to say about it and uh their song is called tv and the gas pump
Hotel? Apartments? Or will there be a TV blaring from the gas pump in the dark eventually at Orange and Elm Streets in New Haven? That's a question here at Headlines and Baselines, WNHHFM. Here's a headline. City hires new, quote, resilience, close quote, chief. Teresa Kemp, we know her from around town. She was Clifford Beers, I believe. She might have been at um, United Way, I'm not sure, but she's been helping people with trauma and public health in, in New Haven for a long time. She's now taking over a department we created to put together our efforts to help people who are homeless, people who are dealing with addiction in ways other than calling the police through a program called Compass. And uh, the guy who ran that department started, Carlos Sos Lombardi, is moving out of state. Did a good job. I think Teresa's going to do a good job dealing with people who feel like they're miles from nowhere. But it's, I know I play this a lot. This song's been in my mind. That you're, you're miles from nowhere, but you can take your time because you're going to get there, at least according to Cat Stevens. Miles from nowhere Guess I'll take my time Oh yeah To reach there Look up at the mountain I have to climb Oh yeah To reach there Lord, my body has been a good friend But I won't need it when I reach the end Miles from nowhere, I guess I take my time freedom I can make my own rules oh yeah the ones that I choose Lord my body has been a good friend I won't need it when I reach the
body has been a good friend but I won't need it when I reach the end Cat Stevens Dateline New Haven's Headlines and Baselines you're listening to one of the people 5M live streamed at WNHH.org here's another headline from the Independent this week story by Lisa Reisman New Biz made in Greenwood Greenwood is a street techniques called the hill sometimes West River I'd call it West River Donald Moody Mujahid Mujahid Muhammad and Danny Beverly grew up there. They did prison time. They said, we're going to do better. They came out and said, we're going to do business. We're going to show what we can do in our community. As they quote, they said, they want to give a voice to the voiceless in our urban communities to give a platform to those who have a voice. So the idea is to start a business. They started a smoke shop called Made in Great Wood. Why a smoke shop? They said, there was going to be smoke shops because people are always going to smoke. But we wanted to do it right. Got me thinking about what we consider legal and legit and what we don't. So in Greenwood, I don't know what their crimes were. There's all drug dealing there and violence over the years, including weed, not just cocaine. And now there are only smoke shops because weed is legal, as it should be. And all of a sudden they can be legitimate members of our community and not risk their lives and have a business giving people what used to be, in the words of John Prine, an illegal, illegal smile. When I woke up this morning, things were looking bad. Seemed like total silence was the only friend I had. A bowl of oatmeal tried to stare me down. And one knew it was 12 o'clock before I realized I was having no fun. Ah, but fortunately, I have the key to escape reality. And you may see me tonight with an illegal smile. It don't cost very much, but it lasts a long while. Won't you please tell the man I didn't kill him? I'm just trying to have me some fun The last time I checked my bankroll It was getting thin Sometimes it seems like the bottom Is the only place I've been I chased a rainbow down a one-way street did in. And all my friends turned out to be insurance salesmen Ah, but fortunately I have the key to escape reality And you may see me tonight with an illegal 
kill anyone No, I'm just trying to have me some fun Well, I sat down in my closet With all my overalls Trying to get away from All the ears inside my walls Dream the police heard everything I thought. What then? Well, I went to court and the judge's name was Hoffman. Ah, but fortunately, I have the key to escape reality. And you may see me tonight with an illegal smile. It don't cost very much, but it lasts a long while. Won't you? I didn't kill anyone No, I'm just trying to have me some fun Well done, hot dog fun My sister's a nun He chased the rainbow down a dead end street What? She was oh, dead end and then Chased the rainbow down a one way street Dead end And all my friends turned out to be insurance salesmen but fortunately he had the key to escape reality, and that was John Prine's illegal smile. New Haven remembers Navalny, the uh, critic of Vladimir Putin, opposition leader with a good sense of humor and a keen sense of the web. They tried to poison him. I think it was in Germany. Didn't work. He survived. He went back to Russia, which everyone knew wasn't going to end well, but he was brave. So put in prison camps. He died last week. Alexei Navalny, leading opposition figure in Russia. And in this world of fraying realities, basic facts like that are kind of hard to hold on to, both because of the other stuff that gets the news, but also because of the effort by reactionaries and right-wingers around the world to create an authoritarian model that worships what Russia's doing, including how it handles dissidents like Navalny. We, he was in New Haven in 2010 with a group of emerging leaders from around the world who were being encouraged to get to know each other, share tips, and quote, increase their capacity to make the world a better place at the Yale World Fellows Program. But, and hopefully in his memory people will, but in the meantime, as Marie Knight sang on her tribute to Gary Davis, Death Don't Have No Mercy. Stay long. You look. 
look in the bed And somebody will be gone There's no Have no mercy In this land Death will go Into any family In this land into any family in this land He'll come to your house and he won't stay long You look in the bed and the family will be gone If I'm dead in this land Said he never, never, never takes a vacation in this land a vacation in this land He'll come to your house won't stay very long while you look in the bed and your mother is gone takes a vacation in this land Death Don't Have No Mercy The Great Marie Knight singing Gary Reverend Gary Davis classic a lot of people done it a lot of people will do it including <laughs> finding out that Death Don't Have No Mercy but until then thanks for joining us at Headlines and Baselines at WNHHFM Thanks to Doreen and Remote Harry for keeping the show on all the multiverse platforms. We're going to take it out with the Afro-Semitic experience performing I Wish I Knew How It Would Feel to Be Free from the group CD A Plea for Peace. This is Paul Bass inviting you to fly free with us all day and all night long and all weekend long at WNHH New Haven's home for community radio.